The charcoal puppy. I'm done. I'm done with fish. <laughs> I feel all of you so much. In your 30s, it's so hard to have f new fun experiences with friends. And this is a high stakes moment for you. I get it. And if you're being vulnerable yeah. and you're having trouble, we could talk about that. Was it wrong? Welcome back to... Buckle up, baby. All right. Uh, making it work in the trenches here, Michael. I am traveling on the road. It's going to be a busy couple of weeks coming up. and has been leading up to this uh, for this episode, but we are keeping it going via Riverside. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, me too. We got to see each other at Fish. Was that last night? It, it feels like a month ago, but it was last it night. It feels like a long time ago. I had a, I had a dire uh, restroom situation. <laughs> I went and I avoided my, like five dumps because I'm like, I cannot do this here. I kept trying I, to and I'm like, that's I how can't. badly I had to go. If that's my nightmare, if I had known before the show that I would have to do that, I probably wouldn't have gone. It was that bad. I'm sorry. It's just the, the thought of having to, to poopy in a public restroom is, um, it's a nightmare for me. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I will, I, I think that at official, you could have just gone in your seat. It's fish. <laughs> They're a very understanding community. <laughs> People would have been like, it's good, bro. You're good. You're good. Get it out. I, I spoke to someone last night who said he hasn't seen fish in 10 years. So I said, what happened? So he said he, he was traveling to Red Rocks to see them. He was in the bathroom and this hippie with dreadlocks down to his ass was talking to him in the bathroom. And he turned around and asked him a question and just started pissing on him in at the urinal and he said he said at this moment i i, I just knew i'm done i'm done with fish <laughs> that is a fair moment <laughs> it's a fair moment to turn your back on fish for a while i think um, so too the last night's show, what did you yeah what did you think about last night's show because it's the reviews were, were were very good yeah i wonder if you couldn't properly assess it given your situation of your stomago being on fire um i think despite me, it, i enjoyed it Oh, okay, good. No, for me, uh, of the fish shows in the categories, the way I categorize them, the ones where they sort of just dial it in and rest on their laurels and the ones where they really bring the heat, this was the mm -hmm. latter. They really mm -hmm. they were hitting very hard. Tight, grooving, like really good, really good, really like, like even like, I think the drums were like louder than ever, which is interesting. I was just being I geeky. Was a loud like, show I too. He was playing it like a rock drummer last night. I'm yeah. not sure what it was, if it was playing or if it was the mix, but they were like, you know, yeah. so this, this was that. eight one. This was August 1st, the Tuesday night show at MSG yeah. that we're talking and, about. In case you it this was later. awesome. There was a moment for yeah. me where I'm like, you know, uh, Fish is uh, a huge influence on my life and musical education over the years. It's a big influence for me. I don't only need to see Fish. Mm -hmm. And I basically end up at this age, like you, and over the years, you end up going to the things. It's like an event when Fish comes in. So we go to Fish or Dave Matthews. There are other bands that live would, would hit a deeper spot for me yeah. or that would like satisfy something for me. That Fish, even at their best, and not because I don't get it and I'm not hating on it, it's not peak for me of what a musical performance uh, right. you know, does to me. Even though there are times when I can tap in and just be like, I can acknowledge when it's yeah. just amazing. And it is. And last night I had a lot of those where I was just like, man, that was, they just crushed that. That was amazing. That was awesome. But it's also maybe yeah. I'm just like not balanced because there's other bands that maybe are a little like, you know, I, I was talking to a friend there and we were talking about like Corey Wong and Wolfpack and these other bands that for me are just like yeah. 
next level. Ooh. Not better or worse, but they just have a different a different yeah. uh, thing that they do that I groove with a little more. The centers in your brain that fish hits, I think, has more has has to do with a lot more than music than just the performance. Like you're going to see friends, to connect with people, like to feel something. Like you know, it's you know, I go at this point. Like a, a big reason I go is just to see my friends. You know, yeah. like what, what else? What other new experiences? You're like friends like with Trey fun. and and like Mike and stuff. Is that why? Yeah, Trey and John, I'm closer with than Mike and um, no, no, but like I mean, at in your 30s, it's so hard to have new fun experiences with friends. Yeah, it's a community. And so fish is just this built-in thing, yeah, where that you can go to every year and build like build your social life around for like a few days out of the summer. Not um, every band has a community, and fish 100 percent does. The, yeah, there are people culture. I know just from fish that right. I only so see at fish. So that you have to credit them with. I don't come at it yeah. as I come at fish as not like a I don't get it guy. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a fan and I know their stuff, you, you know. So Yeah. You also have never done hard You haven't even smoked drugs. pot at a show. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't you, you like that's all that's another thing you haven't experienced which does make a difference. It doesn't make the uh, make the music any different, but it makes the experience different. It makes the experience different, yeah. yeah. I, well, so I'm talking about like the pleasure centers in your brain. Like w- when I'm going to a fish show, even if the music is like at a at a five, the yeah, experience no. can be still be at a ten because like it's it's hitting all these different these when different spots. When I go spots. to concerts, it's like I'm a musician, so when I go to concerts, you know, it's like if a chef goes to a restaurant, oftentimes they're not just going to like eat good food; they're like. Okay, what sauce did you use here? That was an interesting technique. Oh, the gastrique. I would have done it differently, but that's cool. You know, like they have right. a kind of different experience when they're eating gourmet right. food. So, and I have a different experience when I go to concerts. Like, it's not that I don't enjoy it. I just enjoy it differently. Yeah. You know, someone does, someone taking drugs and going enjoys it differently than I do because I'm not, yeah. I don't, I'm not accessing that, but I'm accessing other things that, that uh, I, I think like, I regular people who, don't, who aren't versed in that stuff. You know. So as a musician, I, yeah. Trey, uh, Trey, they were they played "You Enjoy Myself" last night. It's yeah. this very uh, like uh, composition song, this like very yeah. technical. Yeah. And I was wondering, you know, let's say they played it, I don't know, seven hundred times or something, or maybe mm-hmm. five hundred times. On the five hundredth time at MSG, Trey's like looking down at his guitar, playing this composition that he wrote when he was like twenty. What yeah. do you think? He's, what do you think he's thinking? What do what I think he's thinking, thinking as he's playing? Do you, do you think he's thinking about every note? How do I like making sure he hits every note? What do you think? Well, um, <laughs> what is he thinking? Yeah, what's going through his mind as he's playing the like technical parts of this composition that he knows probably flawlessly. He could play it in his sleep. Yeah, I think, think he's, he's just trying to be in the moment. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're just like trying to just, be in the moment. But but what's in, in the moment of of the presence of playing of the it or of just being like how it feels to play it on stage, like trying to feel you're present trying with to, the crowd? Yeah, yeah, like the the non technical parts of it. Because he the already knows the tech okay. the non technical parts of the experience when you're making music is when you're if, if you're if you're thinking about everything, it's not the most enjoyable thing. That's not really stage ready when mm-hmm. you're doing that. It comes with hours and hours. Sometimes you have to do that. Some songs you know less. Like if there's a song he's like, you know, that's brand new or they're not less familiar with, you have to think a little more. And the second you have to think, okay, what's next again? You're not in the moment. 
you're like in the song and you're trying to get your way through it. Like being on a highway with directions, you're like, okay, I have it in front of me, but you're not just like coasting and enjoying the scenery mm -hmm. and enjoying where you are. You're kind of navigating. So you when you know the way in muscle memory, you can actually like drive and be mm -hmm. there and, and admire everything else that's happening around you. You're sort of sitting on, t you're sitting outside the music or like within or uh, amongst it, uh, even though you're making yeah. it. So you become an audience and a and a performer at the same time, Beautiful. like an audience to your own music. And that's always real nice. So you could just be like, things are just happening auto on and on automatically. And that's, that's, that's Do you ever wonder what it feels like? So you've, you've performed in, in front of crowds of like, what's the biggest crowd? Thousands, tens of thousands? That distant well, cousins is? We're thinking VCon, I don't know. Oh, yeah, well, as a musician, big more, more, of, more of a musician, big, because that's- I guess that's, big enough. Big enough. Well, I'm just wondering, what have you ever wondered what it feels like? I was thinking, you know, there's only four guys in the world who know what it's like to be on stage at a fish show. You know, mm -hmm. like like how it feels to have 30,000 people in your crowd playing right. your music, playing that music. You ever, you ever imagine yeah, yeah, what that, that's like? Yeah. The, the, do you, do you I let yourself go there? Yeah. I can imagine it because... Not that I'm nowhere close to that level, but I understand the ratio of like the bigger the audience gets a certain feeling, you know, like there's a certain experiential change that happens. Like in the scariest shows are actually the more intimate ones, you know, like it, like that's more intimidating. And I think a lot of people, artists attest to this, like intimate shows with very small crowds are scarier than a thousand people because the nerves kind of just disperse. Like you're not like the, the, the you're not feeling a sense of like big of like a direct judgment. It sort of keeps getting dispersed with more and more and more and more people, you mm -hmm. know. So as the audience grows, I think in my case, when I, as if there's a bigger audience, first of all, that's usually accompanied with a better sound setup, and and when there's better sound and everything is and there's more staff involved working things, then like there's less obstacles and you're there's mm -hmm. less that you have to worry about. You can kind of not have to worry about like the hiccups that could go wrong even though it happens at every level but usually if it's a if it's a big production there's more assistance and more things happening that make it smoother and and, and like sound is a huge part of that like if you're a musician mm. playing on stage you want to be able to hear everything properly and not have to worry about that stuff a good musician can get through those obstacles but you ideally want to minimize them um but like when you're it's like if i played a song for a friend and you, i never played it for anyone before you'd be like whoo then two people and a, a, a ten ten people in a room. Let's hear it. You'd be like, "Oh God, this is really." I can like I feel all of you so much. And then yeah. if you keep expanding that, it sort of has a way of easing all of everybody's sort of direct judgment, and it's creating this sort of thing. And then if you're feeling good with your band, like in almost any scenario, if you're tight, like you can make any scenario hopefully comfortable. Mm -hmm. But there are always some gigs that are more work than other work. Um, but you're talking about the scale of the crowd. Like, does it feel is there a particular unique thing as the crowd is so huge? I yeah, mean, just imagine... I dream about that. Like, that's an amazing feeling to just step out into yeah. a room and like be surrounded by this energy. Um, and the yeah. bigger that gets, that's very cool. That is a very cool thing when there's when there's mass energy. Yeah. I imagine it like it almost like even goes into like your genes. Like it like changes you. To have that experience seventy times, like those four guys, you know, you know, like they say, like Kathy was telling us, like if you, they like these scientists went into a hospital and like prayed at the foot of a bed of like a cancer patient, and like right. those vibrations like did something to them, like just imagine 
all of the vibrations you're getting on stage at Madison Square Garden over 70 times. Sure. Like, I mean, what the that does to someone, you know, the experience of uh, the performer to the audience at that level in like a bask of hours of of positive goodness. That's just this dance between you yeah. and the vibrations of the universe. It's a very nice, great part of life to bask yourself in. Yeah. You know, that's what um, drives people to perform. I don't think it's like, you know, you we talk a lot about like the grind, the pleasure, the pain, the fame. But like, no, like that's what you want as much as possible. That, yeah, that dance of the vibrations of the universe. Sorry, that dance is what you're going for. And however you can get there as many times as possible with as many people as possible, the better. <laughs> Have you taken your meds today? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to, um, so we, this is going to be a shorter episode. Um, yeah. we have a lot to talk about. You did the chosen comedy festival. You're in Houston. Now you mm. got a bunch of gigs coming up. I want to hear about all that. Um, mm. but I don't want to miss the opportunity to talk about Andrew Schultz and the milk boys drama. Okay. Um, so in case someone doesn't know, Andrew Schultz is one of the biggest, he was one of the first guys to put a uh, up clips on YouTube. It just kind of wasn't done. He did it. Um, his career got huge. He had a. Um, he's got like specials. Uh, he had. He had like. I think his last one got ten million views on on YouTube. Um, and his like success was driven arenas. by new media and content, right? Like right, right, right. So right, so right. So he's 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 a brilliant marketer. He really knows how to how to put a story around something he's doing. How to make something matter and relevant. He's pretty brilliant. He's a really good stand-up. He's in the Joe Rogan universe, like for sure. Um, and th a couple of weeks ago, there was like this this like funny drama around this ep podcast episode with the Nelk Boys that was never released. The Nelk Boys are like kind of like jackass for Gen Z or whatever, like like super online. They have like a hard seltzer brand. They're super successful on YouTube, and yeah, they went into happy does great shit. <laughs> they went into uh, like involved in like they're kind of these cultural people. They have a huge podcast now. They apparently have an episode with Andrew Schultz that they never released, and Schultz was like, "Release it again!" Like knowing how to put himself in a make it into a story instead of just a podcast episode, right? And He's so calling um, on milk, release the pod. <laughs> yeah, and so and so so he got to tell his side of the story first, which is basically like he went to record the episode. And they seem to not know who he was. It was the worst podcast episode he's ever recorded. So he said to them, like, let's just not put it out. Let's just do another one. Um, and then um, and then, and then, they ended up putting it out last week so everyone could watch it and judge for themselves. What did you think of the episode? So first and foremost, did you watch the entire thing or the yes. segments that got awkward? I watched the entire thing. Did you, did you not watch the entire I thing? I did not watch the entire Son thing. I watched bitch. the segments that got awkward and said you should check it out. No, You're you got to watch the entire thing, man. Start to finish? Yeah, yeah, because that's the that's the, build the that's the thing. I, yeah. I didn't even get to. I was just in it, and then I was like, "You got to check this out." It was like goings on. Got I saw it. the clips. I didn't even know that they released the full episode. I just yeah, I thought they were just the, the hour long episode. Um, so you can fill me yeah, in. I want to yeah, talk so about he, it. So yeah. he, so he, so for so he kind of came at it like he sat down with them in a, in a restaurant they had rented out. Mm -hmm. It was him. And I don't know the Nelk boys very well. Yeah, but it was him, this guy Steiny, who's kind of like this young, 
punky jackass kind of kid who like would like isn't funny but like is popular one of those kids mm-hmm. then kind of like the brains behind the whole operation guy who's like kyle. boys with kyle with dana white and then the third guy um like uh steve will do it yeah who's like this savant who got himself canceled and kicked off youtube yeah but I know. Is like he's just a like, savant he, he yeah, accidentally the story is steve had this like, he built himself a huge online presence and he accidentally got his whole youtube channel removed because he showed some gambling it was like some accidental gambling website in a video and they just oh. canceled his millions of subscriber thing and then he's just but he has this like sweet he's just like yeah i'll do it i don't know like i just love president trump i just love trump this he is what he speak. sounds like I, they can't the let him speak because they'll cancel the episode no that's not why i don't oh is that why i don't think that's why they, he they cannot show the steve will do it on episodes they've talked oh about it. oh interesting they want to um <laughs> well but he, he was on it though they didn't blur his face or anything right but there's something to do with that and he the, the episode okay. where they had trump on he didn't say anything the whole time he was just like love Trump. Yeah, love yeah, Trump. yeah. He's a sweet and, and, and Schultz liked him. I you maybe you could tell me how it built up to that moment because I saw yeah, the moment. So, and at first I was like, Ooh, Wait, what, what was the moment? What was the moment? The moment that I think is when he really digs into Steiny and he's just like he's not he he was he's, he wasn't and maybe it built up to this point, but yeah, at a certain point he's like, I'm not playing and I'm not gonna be forgiving. I'm yeah. just gonna call out everything I see and not smooth things over here. <laughs> Right. So what happened is they're they're talking, and and I think I think Nelk edited out a lot of a lot of the buildup to mm-hmm. to getting Schultz pissed off because uh-huh. Schultz said there were a lot of long moments and long awkward pauses, and there weren't in the actual episode. Yeah, there they was. cut it. So basically, what happened is like they show up, and Andrew Schultz starts starts driving the conversation. He starts asking them questions, right? Which isn't like how it's supposed to be. Are you guys when, like, you're the with guest. Each other? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 then the questions just start getting more like like so like what's like what's your deal like what's your are you guys like he he starts like digging in more and more because he's kind of get like getting bored he's like and annoyed you know like it's I like, took I my know, time the chemistry is off the chemistry is weird it and, is yeah. weird <laughs> and and then finally he just goes at that kind of like jackassy kid because well, the he's kid was like, nervous and was like yo bro and he checked his phone in the middle right right yeah so he checked his phone and, and that sent yeah that set him off and so yeah. the, the kid was going like. Like I, the kid, which I kind of believe was kind of just like, I'm just trying my best. This is my Mm -hmm. best. And I think Schultz was like, well, this is your best. Like, I don't like you and you're not a professional and it's not good enough. And I don't like your shtick. And he just kind of went into him on his own show. And, and I felt bad for the kid because the kid, he he was basically like, you don't know how to be yourself, which is just like this devastating, like thing to do. That's what was hard to. Yeah, and I, I felt bad for him because I I didn't think maybe they edited it out. I thought Schultz was a little unfair to them. I thought they were trying hard and they're just not. They just weren't good at it. Yeah, it, it demonstrates well how important like podcasting to just happen and it's fluid. But like being prepared and professional is is the undercurrent of it all. Yeah. And I do think that it was like harsh Musser, like uh, he was doing him a favor, kind of like when Joe Rogan told. Um, Candace Owens? No, no, not Candace Owens. What's his name? Who's an MMA fighter? The Charcoal Poppy. I'm blanking right now. I don't know. Um, not, no, uh, who's, uh, you know, fighter in the kid? Looks like Brandon Schaub. Brandon Schaub. Thank you. God. There's an episode. How do I know Joe... that? <laughs> yeah. How do I know no, that? I just... Yeah. Brandon Schaub. Yeah. He says, I don't think you're meant to be a fighter. He's like, you don't think, what are you, ta- you, what really? are you talking about, Joe? I could be a, I am a fighter. He's like, you're not a fighter. Your head's not in it. Your head is not in it. And that's why I think you have to, you have to stop. I don't think you're meant to do this. Like he gave Whoa. him this really harsh 
dose. It was coming from a place of place of love because they're good friends. So in this case yeah. with Schultz and this kid, it wasn't really from a place of love. But maybe he was, maybe maybe he'll. It was so it was painful, but the kid will will definitely never let that happen again and become more aware of his like yeah. facades. But again, he's younger. He doesn't know, and he he's like, can't you just like if you're having? And he gave him an option. He's like, if you're having a vulnerable moment right now, if you yeah. want to be vulnerable and talk about it, that's fine. But I don't think you really know how to be yourself. You see, you're doing it again. And like, that's the kind of stuff that was like unforgiving. What else is the kids got to try to be like, yo, man, I don't worry, like, Mishpacha, bro. He thinks I'm Jewish. I mean, yeah. that just kept getting worse. But yeah. again, there's two ways to play that. And, and and I feel like Andrew talked about the fact that he's like, I could have played. I didn't want to at that point because I felt like they were wasting my time. What I so. really liked is you got to really see how smart Andrew Schultz is. Like, yeah. he, you get to see how smart someone is when they're being mean, I think. Like, you like how. Mean. Well, it's, you That's get why to I said, see, Michael, like, you gotta watch this. This guy, because mean is you, real. Yeah, yeah. Nice you you get fake. a real sense of how sharp, how sharp he can be, and like what he's like when he's not performing. Right. Like he, um, he didn't do the shtick. There was no shtick, and you're like, oh wow! Like you could see how this guy is so successful because he, you could see how like how he deals with people, yeah, and like yeah, how yeah. how demand how much respect he demands. I guess. Um, I guess the question yeah. is, mean was it mean? Yes, but was it wrong? Was it wrong? Was it wrong to do what he did and play it that way, even though it was mean? Because sometimes you gotta be, you, you know. And and again, it could have been very aggravating. They were like doing product placement. No one was driving the conversation, and he's like, "What's going on here?" So guys? in the and way they edited it, I actually yeah. think they edited it to make him look meaner than he probably was. Okay. Because it it looks like it comes a little bit out of nowhere. Um, and he's like, "Do you ever like make fun of the crowd?" <coughs> yeah. Yeah. How does yeah. it go? Good. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of a Seinfeld, it, it, right? The human part of the podcast, I like yeah. just seeing like the, this is human beings frustrated. This is what I and and like it's really it's what I love. there's a refreshing quality to this. Yeah. And yeah. of course, people bounce back from this kind of stuff. I just you know I the the human side of me feels for Andrew, and I feel for yeah. the kid who's like getting, you know. Andrew is his superior in every way because he's yeah. older, more experienced, a more experienced entertainer, a little more intelligent, a lot more. Yeah. But like, you know, and it's not like they're riffing on a fair, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's bullying because they're like, they run a huge successful podcast. So be prepared. And, and, yeah. and like, you know, he's like, and this is a high stakes moment for you. I get it. And if you're being vulnerable yeah. and you're having trouble, we could talk about that. And no, bro. And like, this is me, bro. I'm 100% yeah. me, bro. The, there was um, something a little like uh, vicious about it. Vicious. Which, which, like, which helps me understand like his success a little bit. Like, mm. um, no, he, he was just like, it, it was like a fight almost. Like, we're, we're both here to perform. And like, I'm going to, and I'm going to, and if you're not like showing up, I'm going to, I'll just like beat you. No, and there if was you're some, not there showing was up, I'm not going to show up either. Right, right. In other words, I could play nice and riff and giggle with you, but like, you're not valuing my time and you're not valuing like what we're doing here and taking it seriously, seemingly. So like, if you're not going to do that and you're going to like take shots at me or something, I think like Steiny was a little provocative or something that, that, yeah. that ticked him off. He's like, what triggered you, bro? What triggered you? If you're going to be a little dicky like that, yeah, then I'm yeah. not, that's what he said. Did, did something trigger you? Like he was trying to do that. And yeah. he's like, I'm not going to play because we can't, we're not there. Yeah. So the and next he goes, question, he goes, I think you're annoying. I think you're annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're you're yeah, annoying. And, you're annoying. At, you're definitely the, annoying. <laughs> at the end of it, he invited Steiny and Kyle out, and oh. didn't invite 
Uh, he invited uh, no uh, Steve will do it and Kyle out and didn't invite the annoying guy. Really? Was, he was, he was, yeah, he was like he's like yeah yeah yo guys message me we'll we'll hook up and right. he and he was basically like to the third guy like oh. like we're not friends I find you annoying like you and I are not we're like we're not boys that's what it is it's okay. Oh. And remember and when he's yeah, like, he's so like usually, and then he goes, usually like, how does this work? He's like, well, we have another guy usually is here. Oh, Brad. He's like, yeah, Brad's great. I love Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think on his own podcast, he said, has anyone gotten further in entertainment with less talent than Steiny? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I felt bad. I felt bad. So the, I kind of felt bad all around. I don't feel the next as question bad is, for Schultz because like, whatever. He's, I don't know. It just I don't like, feel bad for him. No. He, he's older also. I mean, he's yeah, like yeah, in his, yeah. was, he's 40 know, and these guys saying, are It 20s. was mean, but was it wrong? That's the question. You know? I think. But maybe he'll grow from it. Steiny will be like, wow, that like, I, I I could totally see an episode like in a year from now, man. I'm, I'm great. I mean, that was, a, that was the harshest episode ever, but like it totally yeah. changed how I approach like what I do. Yeah. I don't see that happening. I don't I know either. I feel I, bad. The next question was, what do we, do we ever... Obviously, we've never gotten there with a the guest, but do we show up as unprepared as they did that day? Like, is there a guest who could have, who could have gone? Something he said no. in the main episode, which I think could apply to both of us, is yeah. he, 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 they kept saying, like, well, you're not enjoying the episode. He said, well, we're talking about me. No, no, you know, he, he said, we're talking about you, which is, which is not what you want on a podcast to Steiny. And then, he, and then he said, hey, we're still talking about you. We're not talking about me, Schultz said. Mm -hmm. We're talking about you. Well, why'd you invite me on to talk about yourself? And, like, and, and he's like, you're, you're fucking up. We're talking about you. We're talking about you. We're talking aye, about you. You're aye, fucking aye, up. Aye, 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 aye. And I Look, was like, I was like we, we do that. We nah, do that. But we, we, don't, we, we don't let the, the guests we are talk not, the we, we are fortunately, like, have, I think, fully have formed enough of a sense of self between the both of us and an honest rapport that... Uh, I don't think it ever. I hopefully it doesn't come off that way to people. Like even if we're just getting to know someone and we don't know them, we're honest about that. We'd say so. Actually, so I'm not as familiar. To be fully honest, I'd love to hear more about your story and if you could tell me more about where it started for you. And if it was Andrew Schultz and I wasn't aware, like I know you're all over the place, but you have to forgive me. I tried to give you what I could and watch a bunch of your stuff. It seems amazing. Could you tell me a little bit more how it started for you? Yeah. And I would be naturally honest about like. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You know. I and, and and he'd be like, oh yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. Like not everyone has to know me. You know, what like, I was we would be honest about, about it, I would think, and we would be honest with each other, like, in our report. What I was worried about with Cop, I was worried what happened to them was going to happen to us with Brian Koppelman, which we avoided, I think. We prepared. We could, by, by preparing. But yeah. I, I was worried we'd get there and be, and he and he was going to be like, do you guys not know who I am? Like, mm -hmm. um, you know. But you, um, first of all, you do. So that was fine. Um, I did, but you secondly, didn't. You didn't. Yeah. But I did, yeah. I did my research. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, um, we did the research. And we had a good chat. And I mean, it's yeah. look, it's important to be professional and do research. I don't think it risks for us because, like, fortunately, I don't want to toot our own horns. I think we're okay. I think we're okay with, like, being able to have substantial, substantive conversations, even with people we're just getting to know. And being upfront about that, that we're just getting to know. Like, right. that's the whole idea. Like, I think he was trying to get Steiny to an honest place, maybe not in a genuine way, but, like, maybe there's hope. Like, if you're being vulnerable, if you're having a vulnerable moment right now, he gave him this, like, what if Tiny's like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. Dude. I'm just so nervous. Like, whatever. But yeah. I don't know. But there were other things that cut out, I'm sure. They definitely did. I would love to see the unedited, unedited version of it. That's the next one. There's a moment where one. Kyle's just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was loving yeah, I also loved how little they had each other's backs. They're both like, yeah. Steve, Steve will do it. Was like, was like, yeah, man, he's so insecure. He doesn't even know he's playing a character. 
and like and, Ky- and Kyle like did nothing to defend his friend. He was like, like yeah, yeah, it had you very guys fresh vibes. It had very fresh vibes for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even sure what that means. Um, it means like you know, not you know, like friends who like disrespect each other, not playfully. Um, <laughs> interesting. Anyway, um, um, interesting. Speaking of the What's stand-up next? world, yes, we, we didn't cover. Yeah. it. I mentioned that I've been doing some stand-up stuff. And yeah, we'll, we'll cover it. We'll cover it next week. I think. Oh, you don't want to but, dig it now because it's too long. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we got to wrap up. Um, um, but go ahead quickly. The the one minute recap. How was how was chosen comedy festival in the Catskills? All I can tell you is all the stuff I sort of fetch and bitch about sometimes when it comes to the stand-up grind. Like mm-hmm. there comes a point where like the work pays off mm-hmm. um, having like the unpleasantries of the grind of getting decent or mm-hmm. learning how to do it can like has these moments where they do pay off where like I can kind of decipher when when there's ways to do something that I really don't know how to do it mm-hmm. and knowing a little bit more how to do it mm-hmm. you know not being fully in a place that I want to be fully comfortable but specifically and, what what do you know how to do now that you didn't know before I just have done it enough. There's not that. There's nothing specific other than the, the just hours. Just be comfortable on stage. Stage time and find, and figure out how to get back to yourself where you're like in a zone where it's comfortable and loose, but not not rushed and like sloppy. Got like it. Loose okay. and in control as opposed Got to it. loose and a mess. Right. Like, I think if you break it down, it's it's like pacing, tempo, technique, delivery, punch. I've written enough too that I kind of like know how to trim the fat on a joke and do it. I'm not saying like, I, until my next bomb. And then I'm going to be like, I, I'm terrible. But right. like, at least in these cases, I was, I was really, I was nervous. I was just like going on with everybody, 450 people, yeah. you know, in a room full of Jews in the Catskills with, a, I was the last comic of the night after like yeah. eight people. So you're just and how, waiting and everybody's doing well. Everybody yeah. did well. And so how would you like, rate it? How'd you grade your own performance? Scale of one to 10. Um, I, fr- I got a lot of compliments on crushed it, like crushed mm-hmm. as far as how I feel. I think audience wise reception was very strong. A lot of like, um, I booked another gig after that from someone who was there. Um, awesome. they called the next day they requested me for something. Um, That's so good, like, uh, that was cool. And, um, and then everybody was afterwards very complimentary. So I was like, as far as how I felt like I know yeah. it's not my tightest t- 10 to 15 minutes because I was playing with new ideas. I did a lot of new yeah. stuff, impromptu stuff that was kind of working off of uh, bits I had I, I had tested, which really worked well. And that was good. But because it was new, it's maybe not the final manifestation or version of that. So I was like playing around nice. a bit. So there were some moments that will disappear from the act at some point. Awesome. Um, but I did well. Like I felt really strong about it. I felt good about it. Uh, All right. Room was laughing when they, a lot. A lot of laughter. Says. Laughter when they were supposed to. A lot of clap breaks, stuff like that, like successful set. Um, awesome. But then there's my personal experience with it, how comfortable I was. You know, we're getting there. But it was like, it just also was like the practice kind of pays off because I've been just walking up to a stage, getting on a mic uncomfortably and doing that motion and getting through a set, whether it's open miking or whatever it is, enough times that I'm like, okay, in this scenario, I can do it. And like, it makes each gig a little easier because, you know, you can kind of get back to yourself a little and right. like find the funny in the moment sometimes and like have a bit that you could like work out on stage a little bit more um, in, a, in a more like authentic way. 
where you're connecting with the crowd authentically. It's like sometimes you're doing these sets and you just blank out. You're like, did I get through everything line for line? You know, and then I did a gig the next night. So having gigs back to back Saturday night and then Monday night, mm -hmm. that was, um, are you checking your phone right now? Are, are you checking notes? <laughs> well, we're, we're talking about not, you right now. Do you not want to be here? We're, we're talking do, about do you, you right want to? Do you not want to? Do you know anything about it? <laughs> you're annoying. Yeah, yeah, Did I trigger annoying. you? Did I trigger you? Uh, it didn't trigger me. It just means that you don't know what you're doing and how yeah, to run a podcast. Yeah. You've, a little bit. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. 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 Um, bit. Anyway, then I did a night one, two nights later, and I yeah. did really well there, too. Um, so, like, that's cool. it's nice. It's really nice. And uh, the work, having the the work that leads up to it, it, like, gives validity to those efforts. You're like, okay, this yeah. is why you do that. So that when you're here, you're like, here we go. I can do this. And, you know, it's fun. Cool. So now I'm here in uh, Texas doing a gig tonight in a few hours. Cool. So I definitely have to figure out what I'm doing. And well, good luck that. if you hear this tomorrow on wednesday and you can get back to tuesday somehow go check ami out yeah uh um, no thursday wednesday i'm all mixed up anyway next week we're gonna we're gonna talk about we got a new logo coming out uh mm. like a really cool graphic designer we'll we'll, uh, yeah, 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 maybe we'll talk some, to him or something and yeah some new uh, artwork unveil some new that. logo some new representation and, uh, yeah and i want to hear uh, more about uh, the nitty-gritty of the of the stand-up yes i'll tell you more about cool. all those goings on there um, right. I know it's I'm an hour behind you, so you definitely got to get moving here. I got to get going. So, anything about you, Michael? Me? Um, to wrap up, I don't want to end on me. No news, you know, but you, yeah, I have, I have what to discuss. You got great feedback. You said over a weekend about the pod, which was really nice. You were saying people were to get were showering. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. People were yeah. People got it. very complimentary. Um, someone came up to me at the fish show. They went, "Hey, you look like you have your own podcast." I went, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Like that's, that's cool. cool. Um, yeah, that somebody was nice. told you that you're the, 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 the actually the the, the the secret funny one, and I totally agree that you're the yeah. Best I hear that all the time. I hear that all the time. No, I got a lot. I went to this um, bachelor party um, mm -hmm. with uh, a bunch of guys. I'm I'm like very close with the guy who's getting married, um, and I and I know his friends very well. But I'm and I have known them for a long time. But like I'm not like you know in their thing. But yes. I was invited to the party. And um, I just had such a great time, and people, and I just like I got like a new like like I got like new like a lot of encouragement, um, and like um, there's a lot of encouragement to sort of keep doing what I'm doing. What did they say um, about me? Which was really I'm nice. just kidding. <laughs> but they, were really they talking nice. to you about the pod when they say that? I'm just curious. When they, was that in the in, about the podcast or just yeah, writing? Talk, in, yeah, just your, your mind. Talking about the podcast. Talking about like. What you're, I'm doing is slower and more methodical than what you're doing. You know, it's harder. It's, you know, it shouldn't, you know, comparing apples and oranges. Mm. Um, and just also, just like a chance to talk with like really very, very funny, very, very quick, sharp people. And like, I, that's like my favorite thing, like coming into like a, a group of friends and figuring out their sense of humor and like contributing to it and fitting in and like getting it and like, and like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like that's like yes, my favorite thing in the world. You're also less understood than the average folk, so it's when you're in a place where you are understood, it's right. nice. Fair enough. Yeah, right, right. I see right. people, people who don't there... get you, and they're like, "I'm like, you're missing out, man. You don't, you don't get it." Thank you, thank you. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, so the people there, like, I like, and right, they liked me, and like, it was fun. Yeah, we were just like riffing and having a great time, and just like talking, and yeah, I was just like, I was like, oh yeah, like, I love this, and like, this is like, yeah. I need to like, uh, yeah, just. Like, remember Listen, to believe myself. Just believe nice. them. You need to believe them. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, and it's been, uh, it's been like, uh, really, and I started collaborating more. Uh, we'll talk about that next week also. Nice. Just like being like, I do, I do best when I collaborate. So let me just do that. So I've been working with like a couple different people and projects are moving forward and like mm -hmm. getting closer to finishing. I agree. I work on um, collaborating too. Cool. Yeah. Next, we also talk about the low. We want to talk about industry capture, something that I've, I've been thinking a lot about that RFK talks about, but industry capture in like the creative sense. Mm, I want to hear uh, we'll talk about, yeah, and talk about your gigs. Um, cool. Right. And I want to hear about the collaborations too. That's interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, all right. That is Buckle Up 60. 69. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good ending right there. We will leave it at that, folks. Uh, right, thanks man. for watching. Uh, good luck, Mike. We'll see you. Thank you. See you when I see you when I'm back on the other side. Yeah, right? good luck tonight. Thank Kill you. Kill it. Crush awesome. it. Bye. Bye.